0: What's up? Good morning. It's Cody Jansen with you on World Hockey Airport Live. Coming to you on this Friday morning from beautiful Alberta. Aside from the fact that it's kind of raining and snowing out there. Yeah, no one's really a, a massive fan of that, but hey, we're going to get by. Big show, of course. Brought to you by Seat Giant. You're looking for tickets. Yeah, go check out seatgiant.ca. Use the promo code 12 Sports when you're buying tickets. And you're going to save yourself some money. Because who doesn't like to do that? Save yourself some money. Big Show, of course. Hey, we're going to be talking about those Calgary Flames. They're starting to heat up. The Oilers, I mean, if you're a fan, plug your ears. They're cooling off. They're coming down to reality. It's not a bad thing. Hey, you're still tied for top in the Pacific. I mean, if you're going to pout as an Oilers fan, you're an idiot. You got a great team. Great, I mean, bad hockey teams are not tied for top in the Pacific. You do not have a bad hockey team. But I think the reality is showing you might not have a cup contender there. We're going to talk about that. you got global series going on today, Tampa Bay and Buffalo over in Sweden. We'll break that one down a little bit about the game, a little bit about the midseason travel. I mean, I'm sure you can guess my thoughts on it. But it is kind of just a a weird setup in general. We got the kid, Matt Neath, joining us. Our NHL expert from out east, junior insider, goaltender insider. This guy's a whiz when it comes to the crease. Got some funny stories there as well. So we're going to break down the Eastern Conference, probably talk about those Ottawa Senators. You know, he's all hot on them. Break down some goalies, maybe talk about some prospects. And there's a couple of reports that have come out this week obviously making headlines when you're going to say the NHL has a cocaine and molly problem. Now, I, I think there's a couple that's a little weird. Just a little weird quirks that are kind of uh, in that story there. We're going to break that one down as well as I think it's uh, a little bit strewed. And hey, another story massive of Keen. Getting sued by a Vegas casino supposedly has a bill for over five hundred thousand dollars. It's half a million dollars, folks. If you rack up that a casino, like you gotta at somewhat take responsibility, but at some time. You gotta be like, holy, let's figure it out a little bit. Quickly, we'll break down some of the games from last night there. The flames they go down. And then Mackenzie Blackwood spots him a few. Hannafin with three points. Big win for the boys in red. 5-2 over New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, Adam Adam broke it down best on the Twitter. I'm sure you follow it. Adam Urban Shout ripping that thing up as always. Hey, David Riddick, 21 saves. That's all the work he's got to do. New Jersey, they were hyped up before the season. They're a joke. They're not making playoffs this year. I get it. You got to gel. But if the guys in the room don't want to gel, you're SOL. It's just not possible. Taylor Hall's not going to be playing until he gets his new contract, and I'll guarantee you that's not New Jersey. Just not going to work out there. Jack Hughes is good. He's starting to come into his own. P.K. Subban, well, he's always on his own page, and the, the Devils just don't have goaltending. So. For the Flames, alrighty. righty. Hey, let's talk Nikita Gusev for a second as we're speaking about New Jersey. They've tried to bury this guy in the lineup left, right, and center. They finally put him in a game. They finally put him with some competent players, and he finds the back of the net. I don't know how that situation ended up happening. And, you know, I've kind of heard a few rumors. I've thought about tweeting it out. I haven't yet. I decided to save it for the show. But, I mean, if you're looking ahead, I have heard the rumblings. That if he's on the move, St. Louis or Washington could be the destination. Now, I'm not sure about cap. I'm not sure about return or anything. Just of interest. And and, and you know what? It makes sense. For Washington, it's another injection of youth in their lineup. A guy who's going to buzz around out there, score some goals for them. And for St. Louis, well, without Tarasenko, you know, not that whole Russian for Russian one for one thing, but... You know, it's, it's extra offense for them. And, yeah, he kind of plays. He's got a fancy style. But, yeah, again, I think he works in well with the Blues as they're a team that just flies around on the ice. That's my thoughts on them. Moving over. Let's go to the East. Toronto beats Vegas in overtime. 2-1 the final there. Low scoring. I know a lot of people thought it was going to be high scoring. But, hey, Malcolm Subban played great. Matthews and Tavares. With the goals, Tavares had the OT winner. 2:30, and in uh, Caps and Panthers. They hit the over 6.5. Thank you very much. Cash that on my bookie. 5-6, five, 5-4 five, in overtime for Washington. Philly beat Montreal in overtime. 3-2. The Rangers double up Carolina. 4-2. Pittsburgh stops that Isles streak. 4-3. That was impressive. But as others have talked about, what a quiet winning streak. What a joke that I, I don't even know. They were they weren't even selling out? And they're on a, a ten game winning streak or nine game winning streak? That's wild. That's such an Islanders thing, though. Like that, should it really surprise you? I don't know. Whatever. Pittsburgh comes back four unanswered. They went for three. Uh the Sens. The late second tie up there against the Kings. Senators win 3-2 in overtime. Blackhawks beat the Canucks 5-2. Abs rolling. 9-4 over Nashville. i seen a crazy stat here. Let's whip this one up. I think they scored, what is it, six goals in a span of eight minutes. Also, that Isles loss, that was their first loss since October 11th. That's almost like a full month. What is it, November 8th now? That's wild. A full month without a loss. Pretty impressive there for that Isles team. And as I said before, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about Barry Trotz enough, but this guy's the real deal, without a doubt. The Blue Jackets beat the Coyotes. That's kind of shocking until you look at the Coyotes' schedule and who they've played recently. They've had a tough-ass schedule. They've won some big games. They've battled with some tough teams like the Flames, the Oilers, and then the Sharks, their offense comes alive, but it's against Minnesota, who's really disappointing in a 6-5 win. Did you watch Thursday Night Football? Well, the Raiders, they beat the Chargers 26-24. I know Dean Millard, he had a bet on it with uh, Connor Halley there. So I'm sure he's a little bit happy on his trip to Winnipeg. Show brought to you by MyBookie. You know what? If you're getting any bets in, I know NFL's massive on my bookie. It's always the first thing that pops up. But hey, they got good NHL odds as well. And if you want to deposit some money in there, use the promo code 12 ozsports Sports while you're at it. They're gonna match your deposit up to a thousand bucks only when you use the promo code 120Z Sports. Get yourself some free money. It's a risk-free bet. You will know, bets, multiple bets there. I mean, unless you're dropping a thousand bucks on a game which I mean, if you are, you probably aren't listening to the show right now. You're probably enjoying all your victories from last night. Lots of any NHL. I know Philly Pete's chucking out winners. You go check him out on Twitter as well. Hey, let's talk about those flames for a little bit here. They started off slow. I'm not going to say, oh, this massive victory over New Jersey. This is going to change their season around. I think they know that they still aren't playing to their potential. But at least with how they're rolling right now, I do like it a little bit more. Riddick's going. He's playing well. Is it enough, though? I mean, you still want a little bit more out of Cam Talbot. You want to be able to use him a little bit more. I mean, this game against New Jersey should be your one where your backup's going. You should have full confidence in your backup. To beat a team like New Jersey, who's got four wins on the season. They're pretty mediocre. They're running in flat. If you can't do that, I don't know. It's kind of They're kind of in no man's land for being first in the Pacific. Like You're like, yeah, nice, they're getting points. But it's like last year. Where you finish means nothing other than home ice advantage. I mean, if you don't have a playoff-built team, St. Louis proved that. You still have to have the team to win in the playoffs. Doesn't matter how good, how good your regular season is. So that's my thoughts on them. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk Oilers Global Series. Edmonton. I mean, hey, if you're an Oilers fan, your team's cooling off, what's wrong? You're not even selling tickets to the game. Everyone wanted to brag about Roger's place. Now it's sitting empty. We'll talk about that after the break. It's World Hockey Report Live. Coming to you on the 12-Ounce Sports Radio Network. We're back. What's up? Cody Jansen with you on World Hockey Report Live. Coming to you on 12-Ounce Sports Radio and TV. Hey, we got a new TV set up coming next week. Maybe a little bit of a preview by accident last night. If you saw it, don't tell anyone. Maybe we'll show it at the end of the show. Maybe we'll, we'll uh, if you slide over to the TV side. If you're watching Twitter, Twitch, YouTube... 12zsportsradio.com, wherever you're watching, maybe we'll give a little preview of uh, what's to come. Big things on the network, of course. You got Scout Team crushing it in the morning, bunch of new shows. I don't even know if I can name them all now. There's so many that are coming out, but of course, you got the big ones. Scout Teams in the morning, six o'clock Eastern time. You got Pop, the prime time angle show. That's your midday. That's, that's like the prime time when I'm sitting. I shouldn't say that when I'm sitting at work. Um, when I'm just uh, kind of taking a break. I'm thinking like, hmm, where can I lay down some money? Through my bookie, of course. He's the promo code 120 sports, And I'm like, I'm just going to tune into the primetime angles. You know, he's hitting it with those lines. He's making you money. You got to trust him. You know, I'm not researching these action teams. He is, and he's, he's crushing it. At college basketball, football, hockey. This guy's got all of the lines. He's got the best guests. I mean, he's bringing on Pete Tuck. He's got the Donna Cape Cod, as he likes to call him. And you got Dean Millard, best guests in the business. This guy's crushing it with Sports & More Live. Hey, what an addition. I mean, he is bringing on better guests than any. I mean, I, I can't say I listen to too much Toronto radio Winnipeg, Vancouver, but for anything in Alberta, I'll tell you for free. Dean Millard, he is crushing it in the guest department. He's bringing on all the biggest names. He's got the best topics. He's got one of the best damn shows. Point blank. I'm going to say in Canada. Uh, Maybe even the world. Come on, 12-ounce sports radio. Yeah, we're definitely the best in the world. No one's no one's gonna argue with us there. Alrighty, let's move on. Instead of grabbing ourselves a little bit more. Let's talk any chill. The Oilers. They're cooling off. What's going on, Oilers fans? Let me know. You can hit us up on Twitter. At WorldHockey RPT. I'm on Twitter as well. Cody Jansen at Janner31. Underscore at the end of that. I don't even know why. I think someone actually has Janner 31 somehow some loser stole it from me i have to change that i actually I don't know if you want to change that's kind of weird changing your twitter profile i don't know we'll see maybe maybe we'll look into that one day hey but of course connect with me on twitter got a couple of questions up there on the world hockey report twitter page feel free to go answer those show brought to you by seat giant of course you're going to buy tickets best prices best place is seatgiant.ca Use the promo code 120 Sports. Alrighty. Oilers, you got the Devils on a back-to-back. They just got beat up by the Flames. If you can't beat the New Jersey Devils tonight, there's something seriously wrong with this team. The, the Devils actually have almost nothing to be afraid of, especially on their back end. Their defense and goaltending is... Bottom five in the NHL? Their goaltending might be the worst. I mean, nothing against Mackenzie Blackwood, Louis Domingue, and Corey Schneider, but neither of them have been good NHL goaltenders since 2010. I don't even know if Domingue was in the league or whatever. Blackwood, he was probably in like Pee Wee. Corey Schneider was in the Olympics, I think. They've just been Irrelevant. And I don't know why they haven't fixed it. I don't know why they won't fix it. I don't even know how you can. I mean, if they're not going to move assets, like you're going to tell me you can't trade Nikita Gusev and a good prospect for a goaltender? You've got to bring in Louis Domingue? A guy who has honestly been a failed backup NHL goaltender. He couldn't do it for Tampa Bay. That's why they had to play Vasilevsky 70 games. I don't know why they traded away their star prospect. That's stupid. Nashville's a laughing right now. Blackwood never really impressed me. I mean, he wasn't good in the world juniors. I'm sure, he had a decent junior year. There's a lot of good goalies in the OHL. Different style. Different style. I I just don't see it. Never really ripped up the American League. It's tough. It's tough times. If you're a Devils fan, I feel sorry for you. Like after you... I mean, you had so many good years. It's got to really suck. But Oilers, come on. If you can't beat this team... And I mean, I I get it. The media is going to make excuses. They're going to be like, oh... The Devils, they play a boring style. That's why they win. No one should be watching these games. Like They're, they're just going to make up some BS excuse as to why the Oilers lose. But frankly, this is the Oilers' chance to pull away. Again, back into first in the Pacific with a win. I think Vancouver's one point behind them in the Flames. These are the ones you got to win. As I said for the Flames, wasn't an impressive win last night. It wasn't. You you should beat those teams with your backup goalie. The Flames had to use their starter. Jack Hughes had a beauty goal. Gusev scores. You know he's got a little bit of piss and vinegar in him. Gosh, seeing that Brian Little replay. Again, when he gets hit with the puck in the side of the head. That's horrible. That's horrible to see. And for a guy with concussion problems, that is rough. You hope for all the best for him. I get, they said 25, 30 stitches. Brutal. That's... That's tough to watch, honestly. I mean, if you're a former player, you know how often those situations can happen. And for the most time, that puck doesn't hit him. I mean, it's a a one in 100,000, probably more, that that puck doesn't hit him. And of course, a guy like Brian Little, who's already going through concussion problems. Just a tough scene there. I'd love to know from Oilers fans, though, who do you think should start a net? Should it be Koskinen? Do you go to Koskinen? Do you go to Smith? I mean, you've got decent options this year. I think your goaltending's been the best part of your team. Actually, I don't even think that's without a doubt. Everyone's like, oh, McDavid and Drysdale are good. Like, no kidding. They've been your best damn players for four years. Now you're figuring it out? And also, if you want to rip on Ryan Nugent Hopkins, give me a break. Sure, he's had a rough ten games. But this team's had a rough 500 games with him in the program. Like, it's a joke. Guy puts in seasons and seasons of effort. And all of a sudden, he's got a couple of bad weeks, and everyone wants to jump on him. Like, yeah, sure, you're an NHL player. You're supposed to be at the top all the time. That's why you get paid. But come on. The Oilers let this guy down for how long? When he should have been in his prime development years? Yeah. That's uh, that's Oilers fans one oh one, not doing anyone any favors. We'll talk global series in about a few minutes before the break, and of course we got Matt Neaf coming on. Beauty from out east, a lot of great topics. Oh boy, going to roast him about those Senators. This is gonna be fun. Hey, we got that global series game going on today though. That's at noon or two o'clock Eastern time wherever you are. Listening from Cody Jansen on the World Hockey Report live. Coming to you on 12-ounce sports radio. So it's in Stockholm, Sweden. Not a bad place to be. I mean, not a bad vacation, but mid-season? There's, a, there's actually a lot of players. I think there's six on the Sabres. Maybe only one on the Lightning. Yeah, Head, Headman. So seven guys playing in their home country, I guess. That's pretty awesome. But does that, does that help, or does that hurt you, honestly? Like I, I think I would roll with Tampa in this one, betting-wise. A lot of people want to compare the rink to Madison Square Garden. It's pretty cool. I, maybe, maybe Buffalo's going to be buzzing? I don't know. It's a really tough one to tell, actually. Let's take a quick look at those lines. So Tampa on the money lines, minus 160. Buffalo, they are going to be the home team in this one. And they're at plus one and thirty-five on the money line. Puck line for Tampa is plus one forty-five. I don't get any reverse lines for Buffalo. There over/under set at six and a half. I could honestly see this one probably going over. Ah, wow, that's a tough one. I have to see what Philly P is playing in this one. There's been a lot of games go over lately. I feel like, I feel like a lot more than normal. I don't have any of those stats in front of me though, and we'll we'll break this one all down later. Because uh, other games, these these lines brought to you by my bookie, of course. Hey, everyone knows that by now. If you're gonna go punch in one oz sports, you're gonna get them to match your deposit up to a thousand bucks. You got Boston and Detroit. Boston minus two fifty on the money line. Wow. Minus 115 on the puck line. No value. No value in that. The over six is at minus 120 as well. I mean, it's it's not horrible value, I guess, but it's really not that good. Uh, Jets at home. Minus 130 on the money line. Minus, er, plus or 185 on the puck line. And Oilers and Devils. Oilers are minus 170 on the money line. Plus 150. On the puck line, I really do like the Oilers' offense against New Jersey's defense. So if I'm going to chuck out a play for today, it's probably going to be that Oilers on the puck line. This is a big game for them. As much as everyone wants to shoo this under the rug, they've got one regulation win in their last nine games. They have not been the Edmonton Oilers that started this season. You got to stop this slide quick. You got to hit those damn breaks. And you got to turn this thing around. They've got the players to do it. I get it. Their bottom, you know, couple of lines aren't doing anything. But with guys like McDavid and Dreisaitl, James Neal, Nugent Hopkins, you've got the bodies to carry a mediocre team. All you need from those guys, hey, you don't even have to chip in with goals. I think they've kind of proven that. Just keep the puck of your net. Play positive hockey. Maybe you chip in with one every week. I don't know. Don't want to do anything too hard on you. Maybe one goal a week. One goal every three, four games from your line. McDavid and drysdale they're going to do the heavy lifting. That second line is going to pitch in with one every couple of games. And the goaltending has been fine. It's not going to be run and gun hockey. That's not how they're going to win games this year. I think it's a big test. We'll see. It's a back-to-back. You got the Devils. Uh, I don't think they would have had that fun of a night in Calgary after that loss. Especially knowing they got to come to Edmonton. Blah. Maybe not the funnest place to be in the world. All right, take a break. When we come back, you know what it is. We got Matt Nath joining us. We're going to talk. The NHL out east. Some NHL goalies. Maybe in a few more. Fun topics, not fun topics. Say what you want about it. But hey, we're gonna discuss it all next on We'll Talk Report Live. We're back. It's We'll Talk Report Live coming to you on 12 Ounce Sports Radio show brought to you by Seat Giant, of course. If you're buying tickets, use the promo code 120Z Sports and save money on your next ticket buying purchase. Hey, big guest, first time we've had him on the live show. It's been a while, but the kid, Matt nafe joins us. Naef, say what's up, buddy.
1: How's it going, everybody? Nice to be back.
0: Awesome, awesome to have you back. And I mean, for those who didn't follow last year, the pod, whatever, the blog, Nave rips it up World Junior time. He's got the insight, too, on the goalies. I mean, here, quick story on Nave. This was, man, I don't even remember when the Sens made that little playoff run, but I remember we were talking, like, probably a month before playoffs. Yeah. Going, like, okay, the Sens, you know, they're not that great, right? Like, uh, how good can they actually be? I'm sure it's a joke. And you're like, "Man, man, trust me, trust me." Like, you know, Andy's the real deal in net, like yep. you know with Carlson, like they they've they've got a team that's built from the back end out. They're playoff mate. I'm like, "Yeah, right." Like they're not going to be able to score. Sure enough, they come what one goal away from going to the Stanley Cup. Uh oh, so, yeah. That's that's <laughs> the that, up inside of <laughs> that. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm sure that just like brings back horrible memories uh, for you, but that's when I was like, "Oh damn. This guy actually knows something about hockey. Maybe I should listen <laughs> to him." So, Go with that, but hey, let's—I mean, let's break down some of the NHL. Obviously, out east, it's—it's kind of uh, been a Boston show for the most part. Tampa's been dog awful. Yeah, so let's talk about those Sens too. They've got an interesting team where they've got some youth injected into that lineup, like. They got yeah. some really good young defensemen. I, I mean, I, I'm a big Brady Kachuk fan. I'll be the first to admit that. How could you not be really? Oh my <laughs> goodness! But like, what what are you seeing from this team early? Like, obviously, you you don't have the expectations to make playoffs, but like, are you, are you seeing some growth and development in areas you like?
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I think they're a team that's obviously still not great. Um, they they have a lot of work to do. But they're actually just a really fun team to watch um you know with the guys like brady kachuk thomas shabbat they're they're the future but then you have other guys that you know who are going to be staples in the lineup going forward eric branstrom is one of those guys um i'm not sure how long he sticks in ottawa for the rest of the year though i think i'd prefer to see him in belleville uh just so he can dominate down there um You know, kind of revitalize the lineup down there because our defense isn't doing so hot down there. So, um, you know, we need both teams to be good this year. Or, well, we need Belleville to be good and we need the Sens to be trash because, uh, you know, we want that uh, first overall pick.
0: What would happen if Ottawa gets that Lafreniere kit? They would lose their minds. Well, not only if we got
1: Lafreniere or... (laughs) We get Lafreniere and Byfield with that Sharks pick.
0: Yeah, oh true. I forgot They're about worse that one. They're
1: the Sens are.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a. That's a horrible. I I mean I've talked about it before. Like just San Jose in general. Like they're I I, I don't know what they're trying to do there. They're old. They're they're relying on Martin Jones to be their starter when I think time after time he's proved like he allows five against the Wild last night. That should not be a six five hockey game. Like they're up like what no, six six two. Four nothing Yeah them. yeah they're up four nothing. They're up six two like ten minutes left in the third, and they ended up just squeaking out a six five win like. That can't yeah. happen. That's, that's just unacceptable. I, mean.
1: I think they have a lot of really good pieces in guys like Carlson, Burns, uh, Couture, Glassic, uh, um, Hurdle, and Timo meyer All very good players. But, I mean, when you're backstopped by Martin Jones, who, who really isn't an NHL starter anymore, and Aaron Dell is barely an NHL backup,
0: yeah, he's like a guy you want starting on your farm team.
1: Exactly, and I mean, you know, there have been solid goalies going through waivers, um, and at a point, they kind of have to to make a, a better plan here. Like their GM is so good, and that Jones deal just is so bad.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't even know what they got for goaltending prospects coming up, but they could they could Neither definitely do I. I use I think some. They have Bebo. Ebo's. Oh, is was, was he with the Leafs? That guy. He was with the Leafs. Yeah. Now okay. He's, yeah, that's, now not, he's there. that's not your. That's not your prospect that you're banking on between exactly. the pipes. <laughs> Definitely a, a, a rough luck. But I mean, from a from a goaltending perspective, has there been anyone who's really stood out to you this year as you know, just a, a, an impressive goaltender who you kind of didn't think was going to have like a, a start like they are?
1: I mean, uh, the name that jumps out. Immediately, Darcy Kemper. Um, I've always liked Darcy Kemper. That's the thing. Even when he was with Minnesota, uh, they were bad when he was playing there, and they kind of they shipped him off and uh, brought in Dubnik, and he, he was killing it. And, you know, I'm so happy for Devin Dubnik. Uh, but, you know, Darcy Kemper was so good for the Wild, and they just couldn't play well in front of him, so he was the scapegoat. And I'm so happy to see that he's found a forever home in, uh, in Arizona. And they have such a good tandem there. I mean, Darcy Kemper and Auntie Ranta, that's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I've never really been a massive Ranta fan. I see what you're saying when he's like, he's playing all right. But yeah, Kemper's been unreal. Saski boy, thank you for the shout out. Uh, not Absolutely. a big deal. No, great guy, great guy. <laughs> like he's, he's a guy I grew up with too. And like, you know, he, he deserves everything. This, this is a guy who's worked his nuts off. I mean, he has gone from backup role to backup role to finally yeah. getting his shot in Arizona. And he's making the most of it. I mean, in the past season... He's, he's been one of the top five goalies in the NHL. He's got a 940 save percentage on yeah. Arizona. And I don't, I don't care how boring someone wants to say their style of play is. If everyone's going to talk about Carter Hart and Everett and, you know, oh, look at his numbers here. Look at how good he is. Like, you can't just change it with a switch when it comes to the yeah. NHL. Like, you're still a 940 goaltender taking shots from some of the best skilled forwards in that Pacific division. Like, you got McDavid, Dreisidel Goodroll, Peterson, Bessler. Like there there's so much offensive. The list talent. goes up.
1: They're so good. And and Kepper's just been so consistent the last two years. And I mean, even back in his LA days, I'm pretty sure he, he was above a five hundred uh like winning percentage and his save percentage was very good there too. So I think they really made a mistake there letting him go. But You think you know. But you know what? I'm super happy for Jack Campbell. Um, He's clearly their starter there. And, you know, he's playing solid hockey. And he's one of those guys that uh, his story kind of... He says he fell out of love with hockey and he was very close to retiring. And then, you know, he got traded to L.A. And things started looking up. And, like, that to me is just... I love those hockey stories where it's, it's, it's always about the redemption. They found their place. They, they fell back in love with the sport. And, uh, yeah, really happy with Jack Campbell.
0: He's awesome. He's uh, I mean, uh, I'm sure being a goalie nerd, I'm sure you, you followed along too, like back when he was in the World Juniors. Like, oh, man. He two so two incredible years.
1: <laughs> he was one of the best USA goalies I've ever seen. Other than, you know, John Gibson, who is also in the NHL and who is also always so good.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, man, it sucks he's in Anaheim. It's like we rarely get to see him in Canada. I mean, I'm sure you're even in a worse boat than me being out on the East Coast. But, like, dude, this is a guy who has a pretty pissed team in front of him. And he is... He's stealing the show. He, he really Absolutely. is. But let's let's talk about the Eastern Conference then as well, just because that's another place where uh, I'm sure I don't get to see as much as I probably should. But, like, what, what Eastern Conference goalie are you thinking, like, man, I didn't know he had it in him?
1: Uh, you know what? That's the thing. Like, I mean, the East is kind of run by Boston right now. And there's no other team that's really – I mean, Tampa's – So, uh, like, they're really underperforming, and I think that's uh, due in part to Vasilevsky not being as hot as he once was. Um, But then again, they're they're also underperforming. Um, I mean, we also have to talk about the New York Islanders goalies, uh, Grice and Varlamov. Like, Grice has a 9.37 save percentage. He's tied with Kemper for the league lead. Uh, and Varlamov has a 924. Like, that's incredible.
0: Yeah, that is pretty wild. <laughs> um, I like, well, that's something where, uh, I don't remember who was talking about it, but like, that's so unexpected too, right? Cause like, they lose Leonard and I'm going, oh my goodness. Like, in yeah, two done. years, they like, lose, they lose Tavares and Leonard now. And Leonard was the only yeah. reason they were decent in playoffs, I thought. But, yeah. What a bounce back and, for them. Uh,
1: and, uh, and a guy who's, you know, on the sends Anders Nielsen is sporting a 9.23 save percentage, wow. and he's been a rock for us. I mean, Andy is, is truly, like, like, such a classy guy. He is totally willing to split games with Anders, and, like, they're making it work. Um, the Sens have been lucky to have solid goaltending this season, but uh, they can't be too solid because we want those first and second overall picks. So, <laughs> so like you,
0: you, you like seeing Nielsen with the nine twenty nine, but you're also a little bit pissed off because you're like you're like man, we got to start losing some of these two one games here.
1: A Little bit like. <laughs> and how about uh, Edmonton having two goalies in the top twenty for save percentage?
0: Oh man, I know I, I've I've said it before and I've talked, about it like. That's the best part of their team this year. As much as everyone wants to be like, oh, Dreisaitl, McDavid, they're scoring. like This is this is nothing new. Like, what, Dreisaitl put up 50 goals last year, like 100 points. 100 points. McDavid's a 120-point guy when he's going. Like, everyone seems so shocked about that. But, man, like, they're not giving Mike Smith and Koskinen enough love here. And I, I get it. Yeah. Like, Mike Smith's playing too much. Like, down the stretch, he's not going to be the exact same. Like, I think everyone kind of understands that. But, yeah. like, wow, they are getting something else. Hey, I mean, we're not going to put the Dun chain on anyone as, as, like, pardon my take or whoever uses that, but, like, what, what NHL goalie's got to go? I mean, who is, who is one guy who you're like, his time's gone?
1: I mean, I would say it's Craig Anderson, uh, but he's been so consistently, like, decent this season. Uh, I would imagine he's probably on his last year of his deal, um, but I think... You know, guys that that uh, like stands out immediately is is Jonathan Quick.
0: It's a sad he's,
1: day. Yeah, like I loved watching him uh, years ago. He was so agile. His athleticism was like nobody could touch him. But that's his downfall, right? Like he is—he's not the same player after several injuries of the same kind. Like he's broken down.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one to see. It's—I I mean, as I said, like you know, like I—I I love quick. I love his style. I love his compete. I love his battle effort. But the game's yeah. changing on him. It's a yeah. different hockey game. It's like to to say like it's even faster than when he was winning cups is like it's crazy to think like what that's like five not even ten years ago, and the game has just changed so yeah. much.
1: Yeah, which is so impressive because uh i love the style of hockey we're seeing now um speed and skill over you know grit and uh and like physicality i mean i love seeing a physic. like i love seeing big hits but like watching uh also putting it out there matthew kachuk's goal was nicer than Svechnikov's goal thank you uh But, like, the players now are doing that sort of stuff in the NHL. And that's insane.
0: It is. It's. I I love it, too. Like, I'm not against. I, I actually, honestly, I, I really enjoyed the old style hockey. But I understand why it changes. And I understand how it's changing. I think the fans still have to adjust to it. Everyone's like, oh, why can't Milan Lucic go and punch some guy in the face? Like, I, I honestly, I don't think it's a two-game suspension. But I see where the NHL is coming from. So, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of things that's obviously up and down. Um, talking about some of those newcomers, I haven't focused too much on the draft or anything. Like, I get it, we're still so far away, but yeah. is there a couple of, like, young goalies who we should be keeping an eye on or maybe just even, even looking at, like, draft-eligible attendees who are going to make their mark?
1: Um, I mean, it's a pretty weak year for NHL, or, like, draft-eligible goalies, except for maybe two. Um, and one is head and shoulders above the other. Uh, one could be in the top five, uh, and that's Yaroslav uh, Askarov. The kid's six three, and he is like undefeatable on the international ice. He is so good for Team Russia against, like, uh, in the um, is it the Gretzky Halinka trophy? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the Gretzky Halinka.
1: Yeah, so he. He had like a goal against average of one and a nine sixty save percentage against a stacked Team Canada and they won like they beat them. And he was a huge factor in that because he is so good. And arguably, like I was watching some of his highlights today. Um and just he's so good with his glove. It's probably one of the best gloves I've seen. In years,
0: I think it was Craig Button and Dean Millard talking about him too. And I mean, honestly, I remember him from a couple of international tournaments. I honestly don't remember his name. I just remember like, damn, there's a really good Russian yeah. goalie. But like, th- does he play KHL? Like, is he like, or is he's not a North American guy? I'm assuming, right? No.
1: So he's playing in the KHL right now. And uh, Craig Button actually said he's in like the mix of five players right now, including Lafreniere and Byfield. That could, um, could possibly go first overall.
0: That's wild. See, I, I thought I heard something like that. I didn't want like jump the gun. I'll make you sound stupid if you mess up. So <laughs> no, no look, I, I did hear. Like everyone's like, damn. Like you gotta watch this guy. But a- anyone else kind of on the radar? Is there any like Canadians or anything? Um,
1: so you remember Merrick Malik, the guy who scored the, betu- the defense <laughs> for the Rangers. Yep, who scored the between the legs. So he has a son now who is draft eligible and is in the top 60 for draft eligible prospects. He's 6 He's big framed and he's just like super technically sound. And uh, you know he's playing in the Czech Republic right now, I believe. What a place. And and you know he is uh, he's in the top 60 of a very good draft. So I mean, if a team's drafting him they're gonna get
0: a good goalie that's pretty impressive that's uh so you're saying there's there's really it's just kind of a little bit weaker on the north american end i know like a lot of people want to talk about like nolan meyer and saskatoon and i mean we won't get too in depth on that but like is is he gonna be a guy who's like your, your goalie of the future I think that's a real big toss-up. Like, yeah, that that Russian kid's the one I'm excited because I haven't followed him as much as I should. Like, I I should probably like try to tune into a game or something when he's playing. But, like, man, a lot of people talking highly about this guy. The one thing I will say, though, he catches with his wrong hand, correct? He does. So that's, I mean, you just can't be a starting goalie. It's a big edge there. (laughs) Well, you can't be a starting goalie in the NHL if you catch with your right hand. It just doesn't work like that. I mean, Steve, is true. Steve Mason, Rick DiPietro, Tom Barrasso, they don't last long. just doesn't work.
1: Louis Domingue,
0: Michael Hutchinson. I mean, tell, tell me I'm wrong, but you can't be a starting goalie in the no, NHL you, if you, you catch what in right you do your right have
1: hand. a good point. Both of those players uh, did start for Winnipeg, or one of them started for Winnipeg, the other for the Coyotes, and clearly they don't play there anymore. So I guess we'll have to test your theory.
0: Yeah, I mean, my theory is <laughs> unbeatable. Uh, okay, moving <laughs> along. couple of crazy, crazy stories. I mean, I, I think a little bit they're they're off their... I, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll give you your thoughts here. Okay, the All NHL, right. there's someone who wrote about the, the NHL's got a cocaine and molly problem. I think it was some ESPN writer. I mean, I, I'm okay. sure you've read the article or seen the talks, but uh, just your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I think if there is a problem, the first thing... Uh, the NHLPA should be doing is, you know, not suspending these guys and, like, you know, giving them a, a slap on the wrist. Like, we want to rehabilitate these players. Like, they're people. Um, but I don't think the coke problem is any secret. Uh, like, that's been that's been happening since the seventies. I mean, everybody's heard the stories about uh, the the uh, the eighties Oilers. Like, Mark Messier was a was a professional skier, if I've heard correctly, <laughs> like, and the sends were the same problem from, uh, like, you heard that in like the NHL circles, but you also heard it like locally, like you heard a lot of the players that were on the team in the mid two thousands were were consistently doing coke, and um, I mean, some of those got like. Brian McGratton uh, is is sober, which is fantastic, and he seeked out help. Um, so these players should definitely be doing that if they if they think they do have a problem. Obviously, it's not good to be doing coke or Molly.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> like uh, just putting it out there. <laughs> Thanks,
0: doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, you know if <laughs> if it, it comes down to it, like they, they should just seek help. And uh, you know, do their best to get better. But that's that's the price of fame. Sometimes you know, you get the money, and then you get people watching you, and people start offering you things that you haven't tried. And then, bada bing, bada boom, you're in the in the alley behind a uh, Al's Steakhouse, and and you're you're high off your rocker.
0: There you go. Everyone knows where to get uh, you know some some snow if you're in Ottawa. <laughs> Al's Steakhouse. <laughs> Uh, no, just throwing that one uh, out there. I don't know, like Kay, okay, I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I just don't know if it's as big of a problem as they want to make. Like how that comes off and how that whole read comes off is like every single player in the NHL is doing blow every week, which I honestly don't I, think is I the don't case. Think that's a thing. I, I think <laughs> that there's guys that are like, hey, you know what? If we've got our bye week, we want to go party. You know, they're gonna go let loose. They've got millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, they're, they're they're in the NHL. I don't think... I mean, I think it was a couple of NHLers who have come out and said, would you rather see your team, you know, kind of guy do a couple of bumps or go and crush a 30-pack, you know, of, of beer? Like, it's a little yeah. bit different. I think a lot, you know, even... Well, it might have been, I don't know, it was Biz Nasty or Ryan Whitney that had said, like... I don't know how many guys actually take Molly, like, in season. Like, I mean, like, sure, if they're on some, you know post-stanley cup run there or you know like parades you want to go and have a little bit of fun maybe sure you get into something a little extra but like is it an epidemic where it's like i I mean i get it if there's someone who's actually having problems you would want the nhl to help them i I think it's all there the nhl is so off the rocker when they can go and i mean was it nate schmidt in vegas there who's got, like, one grain of salt or something in his body of some banned substance. Yeah. But y- yet again, like, Kuznetsov gets, like, a three-year suspension for, like, having a video of him doing blow, essentially. Or I, I don't even... Well, I, mean, I don't...
1: So he he didn't... There was actually... I think it was a picture or, like, a six-second video of him being in a room Yeah. blow. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there was no proof that he did blow. And I mean, you can probably assume, but at the same time, like you're being suspended from playing internationally for three years because they don't have proof.
0: <laughs> That's wild. Like, what it's... if they
1: did have proof? Like,
0: no, I know I, I, it's it's insane. I, yeah, and like I get it. It's uh, it's a performance enhancer. I mean, you know, it's it's gonna, gonna get... go fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like there there's no doubt about it. Like, it's gonna enhance your performance. I don't think molly's gonna i don't know i don't really know i've never done molly uh, just to clarify I've that never but like done either so <laughs> but like just I to just know. to clarify <laughs> that like there's like that pitcher who like threw a no hitter on like lsd or something but i, I don't know i don't yeah. think i don't see that as as much of a, a thing but i mean as we're uh slowly starting to run out of time i gotta ask you about evander kane i mean you rack up a yeah. half a million dollar tab at a vegas casino and you think that they're they're just not gonna care if you don't pay it back like I mean, pay uh, up your bills. You've got you've got twenty right million out in your Eugene bank. Yeah, <laughs> what a what a guy, man. Those, those two must be buddies. There, they're just racking up Vegas. I
1: wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, that's another thing. Uh, it you know, it's obviously a little comical because how can you not be paying five hundred grand back to a, a casino? Because five hundred grand is, I'm pretty sure, like grand larceny if you're stealing that or something to that effect um so he's gonna get sued for that and then some but i guess it it could speak to uh to the another issue of uh, another possible issue of of gambling in the nhl or in any sport really i mean have you heard those stories about michael jordan
0: no no honestly i haven't
1: oh man he he was, like, the the craziest of gamblers. And there's, like, a conspiracy theory going around that when he retired from the NBA in 95, I think, um, and went played baseball, it was actually a league uh, uh, one-year season suspension from the NBA because he was gambling and, like, betting on games and so on. And they didn't want to taint the league with that sort of look, so they made a private suspension. So he we went and played double-A baseball.
0: That's <laughs> wild. Yeah. I've never heard that. That's crazy, though. That's, I had a funny one. we got 90 seconds left. But, like, okay, so when I went over overseas, the, there was, like, a season or two before there was Russians on the team. And, obviously, yeah. you can bet on games over there. It's possible. Like, I, I, you had to walk past the tip sport going just to the rink. And so these yeah. Russians were betting against their team, and they were purposely blowing games. And so, like oh they were, like God. they're, they're like quadrupling their salaries and stuff, just like blowing games. And so, I mean, that that just shows how crazy Europe is. Like it's actually just a mess. <laughs> but hey, Matt, appreciate you being on the show. It's been a blast. Thanks for World me. World Hockey Report. It's brought to you by Seat Giant, my bookie, of course. If you want to go uh, cash those tickets, bet some money, buy buy a <laughs> ticket. Even you can go. Use the promo code one two Sports, easiest way to buy. And of course show's brought to you by Twelve Ounce Sports Radio. It's on the network. Coming up today you got Pop DiBiase, Prime Primetime Angles one o'clock Eastern Time only on the twelve ounce sports radio network.